When you see the word Rehoboth, or hear the word Rehoboth, what do you think? What comes to your mind? Perhaps it's just another fancy word in the Bible. Maybe one you struggle with pronouncing. Maybe you're going to find out if it's a Greek word, Islamic word. Perhaps you want to find out the root words so you can further research the word and find out the origin in which it came. Maybe you think it's a specific place. Truth of the matter is, I'm quite sure we've all had some type of thought about the word Rehoboth. In the Bible, Rehoboth is mentioned in the book of Genesis, chapter 26, verses 19 through 22. I'm going to read it for you, and I'll be reading from Genesis chapter 26, verses 19 through 22 in the Amplified Version. Actually, I'll start at verse 18 because this is when they had the quarrel over the wells. Now Isaac again dug and reopened the walls of water, which had been dug in the days of Abraham, his father, because the Philistines had filled them up with dirt after the death of Abraham, and he gave the wells the same names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there was a well of flowing spring water, the herdsmen of Gear quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So Isaac named the well Esek, quarreling because they quarreled with him. Then his servants dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So Isaac named it Sitna, Eninamith. Verse 22. He moved away from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over that one. So he named it Rehoboth broad places, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be prosperous in the land. If you pay close attention, they dug two wells, Essek and Sitna, and they quarreled meaning they exchanged words. I don't believe that they got into a physical altercation, but from what I gather from the text, that it was some sort of verbal altercation. Can you imagine? You're going to the grocery store and you're buying a case of water or bottle of juice 
And every time you go to grab the last one, someone takes it from you and argue with you that you're taking theirs. Not one time, but two times it happened. And on the third time, you look up and you get it. Well, when they dug the third well and he saw that it was flowing with water also, God had already had a plan for Isaac and his people that he was going to make room for them. It was a new season because the wells that were previously dug by Isaac's father, Abraham, was so-called filled with sand. So once those wells were filled with sand, they eventually began to flow with water. Sand alone just can't stop the flow of water. It's almost as if you go to the beach and when you're at the beach and you dig a hole, the tide comes in, a wave comes up, crashes into your hole, and the tide flows back out, you still have water in your hole. The sand alone did not stop it. If you pick up sand and place it in your hand, the grains of the sand will flow through your fingers. But if you take a little bit of that water, pat it in between your hands, for example, making a mud pie like we did when we were children, and you pat it in between your hands with a little bit of water and you hold it because you mix sand and water, you have mud, it's firm. And you keep building it up together, and eventually you let it dry out. Water can't get through it. So I believe what happened in Abraham's day, when they filled those wells with sand, they thought that the sand would stop the flow of water. And it did, temporarily. But once they begin to dig and dig and dig in those wells, it reopened. And by the wells being reopened, the people thought that it was rightfully theirs. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, the water belonged to one person more than the other but it's water and we have the battle of water between certain states here in the United States. But truth of the matter is God put the water on the land and it's really God's. And when they dug the third well and it was watered there, Isaac had to come up with a name of his own, not something that he related to his father or associated with his father. See many times we get accustomed to things that our parents did, our names that we hold on to our parents because it was associated to them. When truth of the matter is, sometimes we need to let go and start fresh. 
And that is what Rehoboth meant. It meant a place of newness, an open space that God was making room. There are some areas in our life that we need to have opened. We need to have our minds open. God needs to expand our minds. Rehoboth, he's going to make room. We need to open our hearts. God is going to heal our hearts. He's going to open it up. Rehoboth, he's making room in our hearts for love, peace, happiness, joy. It's not just talking about the fruit of the spirit. But if we think about that thing in a physical sense, an earthly sense, in our homes, God will make room for us. You see, being in a place where you feel overwhelmed or in a place where you think that you're no longer wanted or needed, God will open a door and allow you to walk into your season of Rehoboth, a new place, a process. Takes time. You have to go through that transitional process, period. You may feel like everything is closing in on you, but in actuality, you're in a space and it's wide open. But God is trying to get your attention to make room so you can see it crystal clear that he has you right where you are for a reason. You're going through test and test and test and trial after trial after trial. We like to say that he won't put more on us than we can bear. But I'll declare and decree that sometimes I do feel overwhelmed and I do feel like he's putting too much on me and I don't know how much more I can bear. I've even said that, Lord, I don't know how much more I can bear. Or God, I don't know if I can bear this cross. But truth of the matter is, he put us in that place. To see just what we're going to do. And when we make it through the other side, we're in a place of Rehoboth. A new place, a broad space, a place that is new. A place where we can walk into that season of openness. A place where we can... Apply for jobs. Because remember, he's making room. And in that place of making rooms and we apply for jobs and we begin to get jobs, that's a financial breakthrough that he's doing there. He's making room financially. He allows us to get in our financial situation to better our credit so we can move into the house that he would desire us to have. He's making room for us, for our families to live and to grow. 
Rehoboth is a Hebrew word. And it is a biblical place in which it was made room for when they dug the well. Because see, if you paid attention, the wells ran over. They were reopened. And it's almost as if, I don't know if you've ever curled a water hose together, twisted it so the water won't come out. That's almost in a sense what that well was when they stuck that dirt in it. It stopped it up. But once you begin to uncurl that water hose, that water begins to spray out. And that's what that well did. It began to overflow. Rehoboth overflows into your life financially. It overflows into your finances. It overflows into your health. It overflows with love. It overflows with peace. It overflows with joy. It overflows with however God sees fit for it to overflow in your life. And I believe that if more of us declare Rehoboth over our lives and we decree it over our lives, then truth of the matter is we'll understand how to be abundantly blessed and how to bless others because we've been overflowed with blessings. That God has made room, he's made provision for some things to come and manifest in our lives. So once he does something for us, we should be able to do it for somebody else. See, these people kept digging. Isaac and his herdsmen kept digging. They dug one time, wasn't for them. They dug a second time, it wasn't for them. They dug the third time, it was for them. What God has for you is for you. What God had for Isaac was for Isaac. The well of Essek and Sitna was not for Isaac. What God was going to do in Isaac's life, he couldn't do it through Essex's well. He couldn't do it through Sitna's well. He had to do it through Rehoboth. That's why Isaac had to keep digging. He had to stay right where God told him to go. He had to do what God told him to do in order to get to Rehoboth so he can be overflowed in the new place that God was taking him to. One thing about Isaac, he did not fight. He wasn't going to fight. Why would he fight with the people of Essex well and Sitna's well? Sometimes you can't fight about those things. You need to just stop in your tracks and you need to let it go. And move on. Every battle that we're called to is not a battle that we're called to fight. Just because you're invited does not mean you have to accept the invitation.
Another thing, yes, they were arguing. They were quarreling the first two times. But when the third time came and they realized we gave all the energy that we had with verbalizing about these two wells, there's nobody else here that we're going to fuss with. Nobody else here we're going to argue with. So why are we going to do this? That's yours. Essex is yours. Sitna is yours. This one is mine. Rehoboth. It's overflowing just for me, not for you. But one thing about the situation, when we get to that place of Rehoboth, we have to be faithful in well-doing and faithful in what God has called us to do. You see, Isaac did not give up just because his dad covered the wells with dirt. He didn't let that stop him because he knew that the call that was on his life, he had to find a way to care for the people. Yes, there was no water. These people had to cook. These people needed to bathe. They needed to drink. They may even needed to cool off. They needed to water their animals. Whatever they needed to do. That is why Isaac did not get weary and well doing. He was determined to get to his place of Rehoboth. Because I believe that God had already showed Isaac that there is a place that I have prepared for you. I did not prepare... Essex for you. I did not prepare Sitna for you. I prepared Rehoboth for you. But the only way to get to Rehoboth is if you go through Essex. And the only way to get through Rehoboth is if you leave Essex and get to Sitna. The only way to get to Rehoboth is if you leave Essex to go to Sitna and then leave Sitna to get to Rehoboth. See, it's like this. Sometimes we're in position and we've done all that we can do in that position. And in order to get to our destiny, in order to get to the place to fulfill purpose, we have to leave XYZ alone and move to ABC. Then you might have to move from ABC to go to LMNOP. You might have to remove yourself from some people. You might have to change some jobs. You might even have to move out of your house in order to get to your place of Rehoboth. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done in our lives. God, and I'm thanking you in advance for our place of Rehoboth. We believe and we declare that this is the place that you have. We thank you for being God and God alone. God, we thank you for our place of Rehoboth. And we declare and decree that you have a place of Rehoboth for us. We know that it's already done. God, we thank you for not allowing your children to give up. God, we thank you for giving us a spirit of being a continual seeker for you. 
the continual seeker of our place of Rehoboth. God, I ask that you bless us, bless our places of Rehoboth, continue to give us more, continue to give us the zeal, zeal to go after you, give us a passion to continue to dream big and to go after everything that you have for us, God. God, continue to show you, show yourself as a mighty God and a just God and a faithful God. God, we thank you for giving us our purpose. And God, I ask that you reveal our purposes to us so that we can continue to walk out wholeheartedly in your word, live for you, and live accordingly to your word by walking in our purpose while being intentional while we serve you. God, as we go forth, I ask that you continue to bless us in our coming in and bless us in our coming out. Bless us from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. You know, everything that we stand in need of, God, and if it is your will, we ask that you do it right now, God. God, we ask that you just have mercy over us. Continue to keep your angels of mercy and protection over us, not just as we slumber and sleep, not just as we're on the highways and byways, but everywhere that we go. God, continue to let your light shine in us so that people might see you in us. Continue to allow us to do your will, O oh God. Let us live right. Let us talk right. Let us walk right. Let us show you that we are passionate about you. God, because you are worthy and worthy to be praised. We love you with all of our heart, mind, body, and soul. And we declare and decree that our place of Rehoboth is near. We're going to walk in the process into our open season, into our open place of Rehoboth. And once we get to our place of Rehoboth, we're going to live and do everything and all that we can just for you. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.